Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants for August 19th, 2016. I'm your host, Art Stapleton. I cover the New York football Giants for the record here in Bergen County, New Jersey, for Gannett, New Jersey, and for the USA Today Sports Network. We're on the eve of the Giants' second preseason game up here in Buffalo against the Bills. And today we're going to end up looking at the Fortune Five. These are the five players who I coined back in July that will affect the Giants' fortunes either way. Good season, good news for the Giants. Bad season, bad news for the Giants. So I figured at this point, we might as well check in on those five and see how they're faring uh, and where they sit with three preseason games to go, uh, another three weeks, and the Giants will be preparing for their September 11th opener in Arlington, Texas against the Cowboys. First guy up, Landon Collins, the 2005, uh, 2015 second-round pick from Alabama, started every game as a rookie. He played more than 1,000 snaps and took his lumps in coverage. He struggled at times, but he never seemed overwhelmed by the lessons learned. And I really think that that's paying dividends now uh, in terms of where he is, uh, what his game has become, uh, I think last year there, there was a lot around him that affected him. He, he didn't trust the defense uh, as much as maybe he should have. I don't think, he'll never say it, but I don't think he trusted the player who was next to him, whether it was Brandon Merriweather early in the year or Craig Dahl later in the year. Merriweather and Dahl, their best days are well beyond them. Uh, they were here for a veteran presence and experience, uh, but they struggled. And uh, I think the Giants would admit that the rash of injuries that knocked out Nat Burhey, Bennett Jackson, and Mikel Thompson last summer uh, really threw a wrench into their plans at the position. So where's Collins now? Well, he's looked a step faster this summer, and his confidence is, the confidence is evident. In the preseason opener against the Dolphins, he made no mental mistakes. Uh, and I think when you look at where he's come, you also have to consider who he has playing next to him now. And that's a talented rookie in Darian Thompson from Boise State, a third-round pick, uh, is far better in coverage than Collins was last year. And I think that's going to allow Collins to play a more natural position, being in the box. I think what's overlooked is I talked to Collins a lot last year about the mistakes he made, and he knew every mistake uh, that he made, both physical and mental, and discussed it and talked about it and was open about it and talked to the coaches about it uh, and vowed that he would do his best to make sure they didn't happen again. And I think that's a huge step for a young player. You could actually have the opposite effect as a rookie to come in and take the lumps that he took, uh, and then he has to deal with all the things that he dealt with last year. I mean, the, the embarrassment in game one of giving up a touchdown to Jason Witten when he played too far behind him, uh, the embarrassment of dropping an interception of Tom Brady that may have led the Giants to an upset 
of the Patriots uh, later on in the season. So I think with Collins, the Giants have to like what they have. They have a tandem now with Collins and Thompson, uh, with Burhe, I believe, as the number three. And when you compare that safety trio to what they had last year, uh, it's a world of difference. It's light years ahead of what they were. So as far as the, f- the first member of the Fortune Five, I would give a thumbs up to Landon Collins right now. Uh, he is on the upswing and ascending uh, in the right direction. The second member of the Fortune Five was Devon Kennard. He was a player on the rise last year at linebacker, but injuries just took him out of the mix. Uh, he had a great game up here in Buffalo, actually, against the Bills and showed the kind of versatility the Giants desperately needed at the position. They wanted someone who can cover. They wanted someone who can make plays. But what they also liked about Kennard is his dynamic skill set, his ability to get up on the line and really become a pass rusher. Uh, That didn't materialize because he had injuries last year and it knocked him out. Uh, He is another guy that could have sulked off of last year. Instead, he comes into this year focused. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from Kennard. Understated, but I think he, he feels like he's in, in line for a big year. Uh, I think he is. Uh, with some of the other linebackers uh, stepping up so far in camp and now in the preseason, uh, Kelvin Shepard, uh, Jonathan Casillas is, a, is 100% healthy compared to what he was last year. Uh, I would say, if I had to estimate, Casillas played at about 70% healthy last year. Uh, you know, you've got a guy in Kennard that you can see some versatility here. You know, the Giants liked Leonard Floyd out of Georgia in the draft before the Bears leapfrogged him and picked Floyd. They liked him because they could, he could play linebacker. They can bring him up in pass rush situations. I think they will do that with Kennard this year. Uh, Kennard opened camp. Eli Manning's first pass in team drills. He picked off an interception. Uh, I think Kennard is confident. He's healthy. Uh, and I th- watch out for Kennard in the, in the old NASCAR package as well. Kennard's been playing left defensive end. Jason Pierre-Paul's been kicking inside to left defensive tackle. Uh, and the Giants have used Olivier Vernon at right defensive end. And then it will bring me up to number three in the Fortune 5, Owa Odigizua. Second year, defensive end, third round pick out of UCLA. Missed most of his rookie season due to a foot injury and never got a chance to show his talent. Uh, essentially a rookie this season, even though he had the experience last year. Uh, I think Odigizua, what he showed on opening night of the preseason against the Dolphins with two sacks, a quarterback hit immediately on third down uh, when he got in the game, he is that right defensive tackle in the NASCAR package. So you've got Kennard, Jason Pierre-Paul, Odigizua, and Vernon. And with Pierre-Paul and Vernon, we know who the Giants' starting defensive ends are. But the reality is no player on the roster has a greater opportunity than Odigizua to come into this season and really take a leap forward and set himself up for huge things going forward. Uh, The void on the depth chart behind Vernon and and JPP is huge. Uh, Odigizua is the next man up. Kerry Wynn has been hurt the last week or so. Uh, I think a guy like Double O, who has idolized O.C. Uminura, Justin Tuck, 
Michael Strahan. Uh, he needs to be that presence in the pass rush, and, and I think that'll allow the Giants to really do some different things up front. So, so far, so good. The three for three for the Fortune Five. Uh, now we go into a little bit of the question mark area. Number four would be Eric Flowers. Uh, as a rookie, played, playing left tackle in this league is not easy. Uh, it's a challenging assignment. He had to protect Eli Manning's blind side. Uh, then he got an ankle injury early in the year. Uh, the one thing that he did impress with was his toughness, but I do believe that, that that injury affected his technique and pass protection, and that was suspect to begin with. There was a lot of talk about his technique coming out of college at Miami and how that needed to, to improve if he was going to succeed at the NFL level. Uh, a full offseason has Flowers ready to go physically, and the experience from last year should pay dividends. The reality is the Giants have kept their offensive line intact and there's going to be pressure on Flowers to be a difference maker. The reason is, as I touched on yesterday's episode, the Giants have not changed the right side of their line. And it was suspect going into the offseason and they dabbled with some, you know, they flirted with some guys. They, they talked about Donald Penn who re-signed with the Raiders. They talked about Russell Okung, who, who ended up going to the Broncos. They talked about guys, but the reality is they wanted those guys to play right tackle because they made the decision that Eric Flowers is their left tackle of the future and their left tackle of the present. So the reality is when you look at Eric Flowers this year, he is going to be judged based on not just his performance and how he fits in this group of five for the Giants. He's going to be judged based on what the Giants didn't do on the right side especially with Marshall Newhouse coming back at right tackle. Uh, and there's a lot of heat on, on Newhouse uh, and on the Giants' front office for coming back uh, intact and, and keeping with the continuity aspect of it rather than looking for a talent upgrade. So right now, Flowers, I think it would probably be status quo. I don't think you can make a judgment as to where he is yet. Uh, need to see more. Uh, from him in the preseason, and then obviously when the, the whistle blows in Dallas on September 11th, we'll see where Flowers is. So I'd say right now probably a three and a half as far as the Fortune 5 goes. And then finally, the last member of the Fortune 5, I think you've heard his name once or twice uh, this summer, it's Victor Cruz, uh, and the former Pro Bowler uh, is back on the upswing right now. I know no one wants to believe it. No one wants to hear it. There are a lot of critics who say Victor Cruz is done. Uh, Victor Cruz is not going to be able to play for the Giants this year. He'll never be the same. Uh, and while all that may be true eventually, uh, the reality is Victor Cruz is giving himself another shot uh, to be a factor for this Giants offense. You know, At the age 29, he missed all of last season and the final 11 games in 2014. It's a long road recovering from the knee surgery and the surgery uh, to fix his calf strain from last summer. Uh, you know, he took a pay cut to stay here with the Giants. He started off camp looking very good, uh, then had his groin issue that's kept him out and kind of derailed everything the last, uh, the last week and a half or so. But... Friday, Victor Cruz, again, working on the side, looked very promising on Wednesday and Thursday. When you know Saturday rolls around up here in Buffalo, Cruz made the trip. Cruz will be here. Uh, I don't think he'll play against the Bills, 
But I think that's another sign that the Giants believe he's close to being back on the practice field. They won't be back on the practice field until next Tuesday uh, in preparation for the, Gi- for the Giants-Jets game at MetLife Stadium. But I do think that Cruz has an opportunity here within the next week or so to show that he, he is serious, uh, a serious contender about this roster, regardless of what the doubters may say. And look, let's all be honest. At this point, it's not doubters from, from no facts involved. You know, Cruz hasn't played in two years. So it's very easy to say that Victor Cruz is, is done and he's not going to play. Uh, I don't believe the Giants believe that. And from what I've seen, I don't believe Cruz is ready to accept that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he can get back on the field and be healthy enough to be a factor and be a complimentary player with Odell Beckham Jr. out there, with Sterling Shepard out there, Will Ty, Shane Vereen. Now all of a sudden the pressure is being applied across the field. Now you have Victor Cruz, if he gets on the field, he's going up against inferior defensive backs. So he doesn't need to be Victor Cruz of 2011 and 2012. Uh, That's my belief. So if Victor Cruz is not on the field against the Jets next Saturday, well then I think the likelihood of him being on the roster Uh, at least on the active roster come September 11th, is very, very slim. But until then, uh, I think Cruz will give himself another shot. The Giants are pulling for him. The Giants are hoping that he can be on the field next week. And and regardless of what we've heard from a lot of the younger, unsung receivers this summer who have flashed in practice, uh, the reality is when they played last week against the Dolphins, the passing game struggled. But you know what? Nobody caught a pass except for Sterling Shepard. You know, no, no one impressed a pass of note. You know, and Jeremy Davis right now is nursing a hamstring injury. You know, so if Cruz can't stay healthy and Davis can't stay healthy, well, then I don't know if either one of them uh, can be viewed as a factor uh, in this offense. So right now I'd say the, fact, the, the Fortune 5 I'd put at a 3.5 with Cruz being uh, withheld and, and not contributing right now. But uh, we'll check in by, on the Fortune 5 for an episode uh, of Locked on Giants later on this summer, uh, likely after the f- uh, preseason finale, see how we landed and see where those five players are uh, going into the regular season. So uh, getting ready for a preseason opener tomorrow. The, the Giants and the Bills, 4 o'clock start at New Era Field at Ralph Wilson Stadium. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. A couple players I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Roger Lewis and Darius Poe, uh, undrafted rookies being out there. I think Bobby Hart will probably get an opportunity at left guard with the first team. Justin Pugh made the trip, but he's been nursing a, a bruised shoulder. To me, there's no reason for the Giants to put Pugh out there on the field right now, let him get healthy, let him get back in the, on the field for next week uh, and be out there for the Jets game. I think that's the game for Pugh. Uh, Eli Apple, I don't believe, will play tomorrow either, uh, but he made the trip. Uh, I think Pugh, Cruz, and Eli Apple making the trip is a positive step in the right direction for all three players, but I don't think any of them will play tomorrow. I do think you will see, it's been confirmed, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not sure how long you'll see them, but they will be out on the field against the Bills, and I'm sure Rex Ryan will be dialing up uh, as many defensive 
schemes as he can to try to get after Eli Manning and stop Odell Beckham Jr. So uh, that'll be it for today's episode, August 19th, on the eve of the preseason opener. Again, remember to follow me on Twitter at Art underscore Stapleton. Uh, You can find all my work at NorthJersey.com. And uh, on Monday, we'll be back Monday uh, for the next episode of Locked on Giants. We'll try to do a Q&A on Monday. Uh, it's a day where the Giants are only having uh, player availability later in the afternoon. There's no practice available to the media. So we'll do a Q&A. So if you hear this, uh, send me some questions. Uh, hashtag LockedOnGiants. I'll also put out a, uh, a tweet requesting questions for, for a Q&A uh, come Monday uh, for our next episode. So, again, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'll see you when I see you. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.